wonderful friends welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Kurita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in with us. Uh, As we are going through the program today, I will invite you from the beginning to don't to not to be shy and uh, send us a message on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. We want to make this program as uh, interactive as possible. And if you like to send us a message um, in regard to the topic we are going to discuss uh, today, that will be very very good. For the whole week, we um, approach this subject: truth in the age of fake news and we look at uh, um, some of the topics uh, can truth exist in an age of fake news has deception impacted religion do all religions lead to the same end it is arrogant to say Jesus is the only way we are going to look a little bit more today into this uh, Uh, subject uh, and learn from Jesus. Um, does Jesus overlook the uh, biblical truth? I'll encourage you to uh, be part of our program today and um, send us a message. Again, the number is zero four triple And it's always good to have at the beginning of our program uh, with us uh, David uh, Delima from Family Voice uh, Australia. And David, your ministry uh, promotes um, the truth about a family, faith, and freedom. Let's talk about the problem of fake news. Yes, yes, we do indeed stand for the truth in relation to family, faith, and freedom. And, you know, Nick, lies are being told constantly about those three areas when you mm. think about it. Family, faith and freedom. Well, what do we have in the family? We have marriage and we are now telling each other a lie about what is the meaning of marriage. Incredibly, our federal parliament made a decision that marriage is basically whatever they say it is. And even more incredibly, before that, the high court interpreting the Australian Constitution, said that the meaning of marriage, whatever it might be, is just simply up to the federal parliament. So this is real Alice in Wonderland stuff where we decide the meaning of a word is whatever I want it to mean. And so marriage is being lied about in our culture. So there's fake news, if you like, about marriage and parenting, of course. When you ask people, well, who's responsible for the educating of children, for their feeding and their health care, etc.? Surely it's the parents. But increasingly we're saying, oh, no, government. And so the more we rely on government, the more we become enslaved to government and the more parents uh, are no longer fulfilling their duties. So there, there's another lie uh, or, or fake news, if you like. Uh, about about parents. Somehow it's good news that the government's going to feed our children. Mm. Well, that's your job and mine. We, we're to provide for our families. And then in relation to faith, uh, lies are being told as well. So in Victoria, as some of the listeners will be aware, you can no longer enjoy the freedom to pray 
mm. someone who's mm. got issues with their sexuality, even if they agree. So this is being trumpeted as good news in Victoria, but it's it's fake news because it's just nonsensical, mm. unfortunately. Mm. And then in relation to freedom, of course, well, all of the above fits into that category. Uh, you can you can say what you like and hold what views you like, Nick, as long as they're politically correct. And if they're not, then people will start to tell lies about you and me. So we live in a very strange world when it comes to the truth. Indeed, indeed, uh, David. And um, what is the role of the media to promote Mm, yes. Well, the media can either trumpet these as excellent outcomes or they can blow the whistle on them. And so it depends whether our media is conservative or libertarian. Increasingly, we have a libertarian media mm. which runs its own agenda. And so instead of getting the news, you're getting the editorial line. And it's most unfortunate that uh, our newspapers, most of them, are serving us very poorly mm-hmm. in Australia because they're not giving us the truth. They're giving us a particular line that suits the the publisher and suits the shareholders who are behind it. So that's most unfortunate. Uh, the story is told about the media proprietor who said, I don't care what you put in the newspaper as long as it sells, as long as it makes money. Mm. So that's idolatry. Right. Uh, and that's the complete opposite of the truth, isn't it? So on the other hand, um, and it was in fact that same media proprietor, <laughs> because sometimes they get it right. Um, speaking of Rupert, Rupert Murdoch, of course, and mm-hmm. incredibly in the 1970s, he led the charge to exonerate uh, an innocent man who was about to be executed uh, and the executed the, the man to be executed was uh, was Rupert Max Stewart uh, and he went to the gallows seven times wow. Nick, and was reprieved each time until finally there was a royal commission and he was exonerated so there we see the the wonderful power of the media to do right yes And when the emerging technology of the printing press was invented, it was seized upon by Christians who put it to good work to have the mass media of the print media and to make the Bible as the first book that was published there on the Gutenberg Press. So sometimes the media gets it right and sometimes not. Yes, absolutely. And uh, uh, David, uh, if I could ask another question, uh, how can a Christian, how mm. can we uh, people reform The media. Yes. Well, when you think about the opening of Luke's gospel there, the writer Luke says that he's carefully investigated everything from the beginning and is presenting an orderly account. Christians should excel in truth. We should be lovers of truth. Jesus mm. said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Yes. Uh, and uh, he even prompted that response from Pontius Pilate to say, what is truth? So Jesus is the truth. And we believers, we follow the one who is the truth. So we should be very keen for the truth. And that means that we need more Christians in places where the truth must be told, whether it's in the parliament, the media, the judiciary, okay. etc. So okay. our role as, as salt and light is absolutely vital to so that the truth can be told and people will not believe lies. And you need also truth. Christians, because you can carry a name, you can. unfortunately, sometimes, and uh, do the other thing, you know. It's very important, I believe, in this time we live in, um, to speak the truth mm. and to distinguish clearly in between fake news, you know, because the enemy of us all and God mm. um, is definitely working with the fake news and deceiving so many. 
This is exactly true. Uh, Jesus said these words in John's Gospel when he was on trial. You are right in saying, I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. So that's your task and mine, Nick, is to testify to the truth, not to tell lies, Mm. but to know the truth and to speak the truth. And Jesus said, everyone on the side of truth listens to me. It's a wonderful statement of the Lord. Mm. And he said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. That's great. David, thank you so much for sharing with us. And I pray to God that uh, Family Voice Australia will, will go out and uh, share the truth. And w- with us all here, using these um, wonderful uh, tools, the media, yeah. uh, through radio, through whatever is available to really stand for the truth Amen. and uh, diminish as much as possible that fake news which can suit somebody maybe and their plans all the best to you thank you very much again thank you nick and i'd like just uh, before we are going to take a short break to invite you to a special uh, program if you are listening from adelaide in south australia just in about an hour um, there is a program called world day of prayer uh, 2021, b- build on strong foundations. And this is for Vanuatu. You may heard about this, or if you like to um, find more information, you can go on uh, www.worlddayofprayeraustralia.org. And uh, this program is held actually in um, uh, Trinity Gardens area on Port Rush Road, 196 to 200. If you have time to make your way or if you live uh, around that uh, place, uh, that will be an opportunity to uh, to go uh, and will be a nice program there. And we're going to pray for uh, Vanuatu. will be a choir and some songs. We'll have a group from Vanuatu there. Um, interesting uh, program. I'm going to uh, take a short break and have this song. This is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Please don't go anywhere. Stay with Faith FM. Uh, Drive time. Big Q&A. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the lord jesus jesus how i trust him how i prove you more and Trust Him more I'm so glad I learned to trust Him Precious Jesus, Savior, friend And I know that He me will be with me too 
to trust Him You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. And our co-host today is uh, Tracy Papandreou. And hi. Tracy, welcome to our program. Hi. Hi, Nick. Nice to be here. And hi to all the listeners. Hey, uh, we are going to um, talk about some very interesting things uh, today. And um, the whole week we look at this uh, uh, topic, uh, um, uh, truth and fake news. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. and uh, just a uh, program the other day, um, we look at, uh, is arrogant to say, uh, Jesus is the only way, mm. you know, and, um, Fabiano and, uh, Helen, they, um, uh, talked a, a bit more on that uh, aspect. But today I like also Tracy to talk a little bit about, uh, is just Jesus enough? Mm. Mm. And, you know, when I'm saying that, uh, we need to clarify a little bit uh, this aspect because, of course, you know, uh, Jesus is the only way. Jesus, But do we have some other evidence? You know, do we, do we have something else in our hands which we can treasure and trust and uh, um, to help ourselves to be on the right, on the right track? And uh, Tracy... Now, uh, you are a very passionate uh, student of the Bible. You uh going to a church here in uh, Adelaide, South Australia. You moved from interstate, yes. and I believe you slowly, slowly, you uh, find your place now. You, you're adjusting here, are you? Yes, I love it here. I love it here. And and I've said it before, um, I love my family church, Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church, and we welcome people along, you know, come and join the family. Absolutely. And we'll invite you to some of the programs down there to Brighton Church because uh, um, Gary, Pastor Gary Hodgkin, producer of this uh, program, he's ministering uh, to the yes. church too. Yes, and that's best. great. Hey, um, just let's start with um, some questions here. And I again remind our listeners that they can send us a message, send us a text uh, in this regard. Um, and the number is 048880. If you have a question or if you have a, a thought, just send us a message and we'll be very happy to uh, to answer uh, as we can, you know. Mm. Um, now, 
many texts talked about um, just believing in Jesus and that's enough. What do you think, Tracy? I think that this um, program deals with some really meeting topics <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that we do because uh, there's so much that gets said out there um, and and we really have to know the truth about what the Bible says about these things. Now, it's true. There are texts that, that say that believing is enough. Mm. Um, if we look at Acts 16.31, for example, it says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And then there's also John 5.24, which says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who has sent me has eternal life. So this is Jesus speaking. Mm -hmm. He says he does not come into judgment but has passed from death to life. And then we have uh, John 3.18, which says, Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And then that one that we all know so well, that beautiful one, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So if you're looking, you know, just at those few texts, you would definitely say um, believing in Jesus is all I need for eternal life. And that's a beautiful passage yeah. known as the golden uh, text of the Bible. And, um, yeah, very important. Uh, uh, Tracy, uh, what about texts which uh, talk about uh, additional things uh, we must do, like, you know, repentance, um, turn away from our sins? Mm. Uh, what do you think about these passages? And, and, and this is where, you know, we get the the an example of where it's so important for us to be studying our bible diligently because we can't just take one text here and there we really do need to review the whole of the word to see what um what is said about a particular um theme mm -hmm. or topic because we can easily take away and 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 take out of context completely what the message is for us if we just take individual parts uh, and don't look at things properly. Sure. You mentioned um, other requirements like repenting and turning away from sin. Well, we do have uh, texts that tell us that. So in Luke 5, 31 and 32, and the, and the context of this is that Jesus is at a feast and it's been put on for him by Levi, who's a publican, and the scribes and the Pharisees there having a murmur about the kind of company that, that Jesus, Jesus keeps. And, and he becomes aware of this and he says to them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So we see there that there, that there is a requirement. It's, it's more than just believing. And in 2 Peter 3 9, um, we we um, hear Peter saying, "The Lord is not slow concerning His promise, as some regard slowness." And this is about the end of the world and and Jesus coming again. It says, "But He is being patient towards you, because He does not wish for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance." Mm. So you know we we see that there um, again, um, and we talked about this in a previous program. 
that God is patient with us. He's wanting as many people to come as possible. But part of that is about the the repentance. Yes, absolutely. And w- w- what is mean by repentance? You know, what does what does that involve? Mm. So I looked that up today to actually get you know a, a def- definition um, of of what the dictionary says on that, and it says sincere regret mm-hmm. or more. So it's it's not about oh goodness you know I, I did that wrong. Oh well, Jesus will forgive me. It, it's about having you know a much deeper kind of um, feeling about it. Now it's not. That we're meant to kind of, um, you know, uh, be overwhelmed and and for that uh, guilt to burden mm-hmm. us, but we should have uh, a, a, a a feeling about it that that we really want to turn away from it, that we know that we're um, we're, we're letting God down, yeah. you know, that that we, you know, if you kind of if you stop and you think. That Jesus died because of our sin, yes. and you put and when you put your sin in that context, it it, it really um, mm. you know makes you understand how ugly sin is, and 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 we should have that in the picture as 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 well. When the Holy Spirit prompts us and lets us know that we that we have sinned, you know we should have because we have a relationship with the Lord, and we want to please Him, we want to mm. do what's right. Yes. Um, that that. You know, we're, we're remorseful and we want to turn away from that. Yes. Uh, I was trying to just think in my mind to translate from my language, you know, a bit of a definition of repentance. Mm. Um, it may go to be like that. It's a profound regret mm. of the wrong things you did. And it's a continuous, you know, continuous, um, um, avoidance, you know, to avoid the things you did. Not to do it again, mm. because it's not good enough just to say, okay, okay, done some things. I'll say, oh, sorry, God, you know, do it again, you know, oh, sorry, God, you know. Yeah, God will forgive us. But if you talk about a, a, a definition of repentance, it's something which you are intentional, you know, you, mm. you are acknowledging the wrongdoing and uh, you are, you know, uh, resisting. Mm. Resisting uh, not to fall again into into the same path again. I mean, of course, we'll fall, you know, <laughs> again. And God is merciful to forgive us. But just before we move on, you know, I kind of give a, a, an, an earthly example, if you like. When we've got a good friend, we don't like to hurt them. Mm. We don't like to do the wrong thing. And when we know that we've hurt them, we usually, if it's a good relationship, we feel bad about that. And try to avoid you know? to do the we same thing. We try to avoid to yeah. do that, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, we can talk about this uh, quite a bit and uh, how important it is to really understand uh, what uh, repentance is. Mm-hmm. And, um, hey, uh, is there anything else uh, the Bible tells us we must do? Yeah, there is. You know, we use, sorry, we use this word must, you know, and that sounds a little bit, uh, like works, you know, but yeah, is the Bible telling us in this regard that we must do some things? Well, you know, we know that the Bible is truth. And if you look at the Bible, there's, there's actually, there is 
so much that we are called on to do, but we are mm. given help to, to, to do those things as well. So wh- one of the things we're asked to do in Mark 16, 16, we're told whoever believes and is baptised will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And, mm. and the context of that is um, Jesus is appearing to the apostles after his death and he's giving them the commission to go into the world and preach the gospel to every person. So he's, he's giving them the instruction that people being baptised when they believe is, is part of it as well. And, and also in, in Acts 2.38, and, and the context of that is Peter's preaching on the day of the Pentecost after, um, after receiving the Holy Spirit, and he's preaching on the assuredness that Jesus was risen and he's both Lord and Christ. Mm-hmm. And the people, you know, are, are so convinced by that. And they respond by asking, men and brethren, what shall we do? And what was Peter's response? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, that that's pretty clear to me. You know, they were saying, what do we need to do? We're convinced. Yes. What do we need to do? And repentance and baptism were, you know, that were Peter's response. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about this, uh, Tracy, if we can, about baptism, because I think that's a very important uh, issue. And I come across with uh, people who will say, hey, um, I don't need to be baptized. I've been baptized when I was, uh, you know, baby. My parents baptized me. Or some other people will even say, hey, I've been baptized before. Um, I don't need to be baptized again. And we may touch that uh, what that means to be rebaptized you know mm. and why um let's let's have a little bit more uh, talk about what do you understand about the infant uh, baptism you know is that uh, biblical well look uh, i was baptized as an infant too but i know that that really didn't play much of a role in my um being born again uh that was done by my parents mm-hmm. you know i had no uh knowledge of it when I was baptized, apart from a baptismal certificate, yes. you know. Um, but, but part of it, you know, we, if we go back to what Peter was saying, he said, repent and be baptized. Right. So a baby cannot repent. repent. Yes. You know, they're, they're, they're not aware enough of what God's laws are, uh, what God teaches. They're, they're just not aware enough of that, you know, even if they're a little bit older, mm. um, you know, people, Sometimes baptize at, at, at different ages, but usually it's quite wrong. So that's one of the differences. You know, um, the Bible is is so much about us being involved in this transformational change in our in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's not about um, somebody else did it. Yes, for yes. us. You know, so so really the when. If we look at what was in the Bible, children were not baptized. Instead, the parents presented the children in the temple, so mm. we would say today in the church. Um, and it's re- that's really more a ceremony um, about the parents dedicating that child and saying, my intention is to the best of my ability to bring this child up to know the Lord, to understand his teaching. So, so it's really mm. about um, what the parents, you know, say and declare that how, how they will bring up 
the child. And and we have Jesus as an example too. He wasn't baptized as a child. He was baptized as an as an adult. And he was brought he in the temple. Yeah, he was brought in the temple yes, as a baby, was. but not to be baptized. Not to be baptized, mm. to be presented. Mm. You know. So we've got the account of um, Jesus being baptized in what's well, in a number of places in the Gospels, but yeah. in Matthew three. 13 to 17, there's the account of Jesus coming to the River Jordan and being baptized by John the Baptist. And and that was done, it says, to fulfill all righteousness. So if we look at Jesus as our example, he was baptized by immersion. And why immersion? Because this represents the burial of the old creature as we go under the water, the washing away of sin, and rising to a new life. And it's also the death of sin represented through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So there's quite a lot of symbolism uh, in, in, um, in the act of, of, of baptism. And, and it's where we also, it's, it, in some ways, it's a little bit in terms of um, uh, marking a line from one part of your life to another. It's like, when people get married and they yes. have this ceremony, you know, that they're declaring to the world, okay, before I was a single, now I'm bound to this mm. person and my life will be with that person and centered on that person. And, and baptism is a, is a kind of a, a little bit the same, yes. you know, you say, well, that was my old life, you know, now I'm, I've, I've got Jesus on board, you know, now I'm having him at the center of my life. You know, yes, so that's quite and, and uh, yeah, we we will hear this um, expression, you know, uh, being born again. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a new beginning. Yes. It's a new beginning. I mean, even though um, that uh, famous uh, passage in the Bible when uh, Nicodemus comes to Jesus during the night because he was a Pharisee, he was uh, yes. a man who knew about things about the Bible and about, you know, but uh, he could not understand something in regard to be born again. And Jesus explained uh, that how you need to be baptized through uh, through the water and the spirit, you know, and to start again a a new life. Yes, Nicodemus, he knew that Jesus, there was something different. And and he went and he, you know, said, you know, what's this all about? And, And Jesus said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Mm. So his, this is Jesus himself saying, without being born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You know, and and um, there's also in, in uh, John 3.3, 3, um, Jesus replied saying, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So Jesus himself said that that was a, a, a key and an integral part. And, and I know myself, you know, that that there's a difference. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about yeah. uh, that, what it means to be born again and how can we become yes. born again. You know, let's look at uh, in the Bible uh, some more passages if we yeah. can. Yeah, well, I, I, I would like to, um, with your permission, you know, I count my personal experience because I always believed in God, in Jesus. I never didn't believe in him, you know, from a, from a little child. Um, but I know that that belief... I've got a pre-born again and a post-born again mm. experience, which which 
lots of people do. Um, and it's just like chalk and cheese. And, and what's the difference? Well, before, yes, I believed in God. Um, yes, I said a little prayer at night. Um, if I got in trouble, I would pray to him. Uh, but that was about it. I thought the Bible was this dusty old book. And that was kind of about it. I thought, well, you know, I'm a pretty good person, so, you know, that's about it. Would I have been saved if I was if I died before I had a born again experience? Well, that's a, only God would have would have known that really, you know, as far as what I what I had been exposed to, I I guess, you know, I was doing my best. I would see people who were born again and I kind of thought who who declared themselves as born again, I thought Okay, they believe, you know, why do they have to go on about it so much? What's the big deal, you know? Um, and uh, I used to call them Jesus freaks, mm. <laughs> you know, until I became one myself. And I, you know, I gave my testimony on a previous program about, you know, um, a tragedy in the family, which is what made me want to really um, understand what the purpose of life is is about I came to understand that the Bible is not a dusty book. It's about, you know, people who, who are the same today as, as they were yesterday. But how it happens is very difficult to understand. And, and even Jesus, when he was speaking to Nicodemus about this, he, he tells us that you can't necessarily put your finger on it. He says... Mm. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So we don't necessarily know when, how, whatever. We know it's from God, obviously. Yes. Um, but, but you know, it's something that happens to us. It's not something that we do. And, and in 1 Peter 1.23 um, it says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible right. by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. I would say the difference pre and post born again is that once you're born again, you're completely convinced mm. of the the belief in Jesus, that he is the only way, that he is my salvation, that he died for me. Um, it, it's it's a it's a different belief. It's a con, it's a conviction, and there's also a some action that happens as a result of it. You want to put Christ and His teachings at the centre of your life. You want that to sure. direct how you live how you live your life. Um, I had a, a gentleman at my house who broke a pot while I wasn't there, and he said to me. Um, I hardly touched it, Tracy, mm. you know, and I believe him. But that's a belief, well, to the best of my ability, you know, I guess yep. he's telling me the truth. Yes. That's kind of the belief I had before I was born again. All right. You know, the belief in Jesus, where that's a very different kind of belief to the belief you have in Jesus guiding my life, Jesus directing if I will allow him to direct. It's just about... Being born again, you just want God to take the reins of your life. You want to please him. It's just a very, very different experience. Um, and and uh, we're also told in Romans ten seventeen, 
Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So we're, so we're told that um, as much as we can't go to our priest or our pastor and say, hey, make me born again. Yes. We're given uh, a glimpse that through the word is, is where we have um, access yeah. to that experience taking place. And you mentioned in, uh, in First Peter, you know, and in uh, Romans, very directly, you know, tells you that through the word of God, mm. knowledge comes through the word of God. Yes. Uh, then we are talking today about um, um, fake news mm. and truth. Yes. And from this perspective, you know, uh, you cannot be a follower of Jesus, a true Christian, um, not understanding and really studying the Word of God. You well, can't. at least having a desire to yeah, to, to yeah. really want to know, because we've seen we've seen already today that. You know, you you can you can have a wrong view if you only uh, are understanding parts yes. of of yeah. what scripture that, says. That's right, and it seems that um, there is quite a bit more than just believe in Jesus. Uh, I believe, you know, we are also told that we must forgive others, or we too won't be forgiven. You know, that I think that's very, very important. Uh, can you tell us uh, a bit about um, what the Bible says about this aspect, Tracy? Mm. So in Matthew six, fourteen to 15, it says, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And then directly after the um, Lord's prayer is is... That is when that is actually being said. You know, Jesus is teaching the disciples to pray and he's just finishing, finished giving them the Lord's Prayer. And that's when he goes straight in and talks about the importance of, of forgiving. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you let me, Nick, I, I just would like to give a personal experience around forgiveness because sure. forgiveness is not always easy. Yes. You know, especially uh, if people hurt us deeply and people close to us hurt us. You know, I had a, an, an experience um, a couple of years ago where where somebody who I really didn't expect it from them hurt me quite quite badly to the point where I actually didn't even want to be in that person's company. But the Holy Spirit said to me, you know, you must forgive. Mm. Look at what the word says about I didn't feel like I yes. wanted to forgive at all. And the truth is I had been doing a Bible study for somebody else for they had a prayer that they'd prayed for years and wasn't being answered. And I was trying to work out, is there an obstacle that's in the way? Mm. Do they have some unforgiven, uh, some unforgiven sin? Uh, some, they haven't forgiven somebody. Mm-hmm. And as I was studying that, the Holy Spirit said, this isn't for this guy, Tracy. This is for you. You right. need to forgive. But I wasn't there yet. So what do you do when you're in that situation? You know your obligation is to forgive, but you just don't feel that you can. Mm-hmm. Well, we can come to God and we can be honest with him and say, I know your word tells me that I must forgive. I don't feel I can, but please change my heart that I at least want to pray to you to give me that forgiveness. 
And that's what happened with my journey of forgiveness, you know, and now my relationship with that person is great again. It's like it never happened, but I could never have done that without the help of the Holy Spirit, okay. you know, and, and, and that's a reality. We have an obligation. Not always easy, okay. But we have the Holy Spirit to help us through those okay. things. No, you know, um, uh, some who are hearing um, this today uh, may say, "But we are saved by grace and faith in Jesus." Um, it is our faith in Jesus that save us. And uh, what uh, you are talking about is works. And you always run that risk when you start to talk mm. about, you know. All of the things that the Bible says, you know, often we just get quoted the believe in Jesus and you will be saved scriptures. And, but we have to be true to people here. Um, Nick, you know, um, as your previous guest was, was talking about, you know, we, there are some things that are unpopular in the, in this world. There are some things that are difficult, but that doesn't make them untrue. And, but w what we do need to do is look at the balance between faith and works and the motivations and where it's coming from. If you're doing works on your own to be saved, well, forget it. Yeah. You might be a good person, but that's about it. Mm. What it's about is having that faith in Jesus, allowing yourself to be open to him, that he can transform you, that he can change the heart so that these works become part of your experience, mm. that, that you're doing them out of a desire. You're, you're not doing them because I must do them, otherwise I won't be saved. What, what you're doing is what the Lord wants you to do, what he puts on your heart. And, and we know that these are the things that he wants us to do because of what the word says. You know, there is an importance of, of faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm -hmm. So we're told there it's a diligent seeking. But works are important too. If you look at what the Bible says, and I've got a, it's quite a long passage here, but I want to, to go through it because it, 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 it marks out this balance between faith and works. In James 2, 14 to 26, it says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? And actually, you can imagine if, if, if somebody... Um, You know, they're a known Christian and they see somebody beside the road and they kind of say, um, you know, uh, be, go in peace, you know, and that's all they do. Well, what would you think? Yeah. You know, in the same way faith by itself is not accompanied by action is dead is what the, the scripture said. And it talks about one person saying, well, you know, you've got faith, I've got deeds. Mm. And, it, and it talks about, it goes to on, you foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. So there we see, um, there we see that they have to work together. 
You know, it, absolutely. it's not absolutely, about absolutely. Yeah, you, know? you can't separate one from the other. Yeah, yeah. All right. Look, I mean, uh, very important. And uh, there are some other passages there in the Bible which we can um, we can look at um, to to support what you just uh, said, Tracy. Mm. Uh, we are going to take a short break here, if we can, um, because the time is going quite uh, fast today. And uh, I want also to bring uh, the attention of our listeners to a course which we we are going to offer uh, mm-hmm. for those uh, of you who like to learn more and to know more about uh, the Bible. I will give you that information uh, after this uh, beautiful song by um, Francesca Battiselli. I hope I said correct that name, but uh, the song is If We Are Honest. Truth is harder than a lie. The dark seems safer than the light. And everyone has a heart that loves to hide. I'm a And so are you We've built walls Nobody can get through Yeah, it may be hard But the best thing We could ever do Ever do Bring it
beautiful song. Uh, if you are honest, you know, we, we have to listen to what God is prompting us to do. And we look at, uh, uh, Tracy that, um, through the word of God, you know, mm. to search the word of God. And we want to give, um, our listeners opportunity to, uh, um, to find more about, um, the Bible. Mm. Uh, we offer a, a course here. And if you like to just send us a, a word, you know, like a, um, code, uh, word for this course, uh, if you want to send us on the same number, zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, you can say taking charge. And, uh, we are going to offer to you, um, a course uh, on, um, how to learn and to know more about uh, the truth of the Bible and um, the charge uh, of uh, of your life, you know, to mm. to be responsible for that. Um, now, Tracy, also we have a program coming up soon um, here in Adelaide. If you like to share with us uh, a little bit on that, yeah, we've talked about it before, and you know, our topic today is truth and understanding truth. So one of the things is the religious world is changing and increasingly Christianity is morphing into a form that would be unrecognizable to those of previous generations. And so this uh, topic is titled Four Angels, the End Times and the Gospel's Climax. And he talks about what the Bible says about end times and uh, how that's uh, how we might view that uh, against um, current current uh, things that are happening in the world. So just to remind listeners, that's happening at Seventh-day Adventist, Prospect Seventh-day Adventist Church, and the address there is 5 to 17 Ballville Street Prospect, and the first two sessions occur 11 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, March 13, and if you come along to that, you can get details for the other follow-up sessions. That's wonderful. And I like also to thank uh, our listeners and uh, I'd like to thank Nicole for um, already enrolling for that uh, course. We'll, um, we'll give you more details, uh, Nicole, uh, on that. Uh, now, uh, Tracy, time is going very fast and I'm trying to see how we can uh, bring it a little bit uh, together here. Now, there is also... Uh, you know, I would like to, to talk a little about, a little bit about this. You know, we talked about how to, um, to know the truth, you know, but also how to relate that truth to the, uh, to our neighbor, you know, and, um, uh, it's not just about ourselves, you know, uh, what do you think of, about this aspect? Yes, it's not just about ourselves. It's not about how we act towards others. It's also about how we act towards God, you know, that, that, that we have that desire to want to do the, the right thing. You know, we talked about in uh, 1 Peter previously where he was telling people on the day of Pentecost what they needed to do. And he also says, um, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. So, so we're admonished to purify our souls in obeying the truth. And we're told mm. we can do that through the Spirit. And, um, we also, there was, um, uh, Jesus' intercessory prayer, uh, for us. And it just through John 17, the whole of it is Jesus' intercessory prayer, which is really quite beautiful when he's praying to God for us. And in John 17, 17, he says, sanctify them by your truth. 
your word is truth. So we know that knowing the truth is just so important. That's why, you know, it's great we're offering that Bible study uh, course because people need to understand for themselves the truth. Um, But in that prayer, Jesus wasn't just praying for the disciples. He was praying for us too. He said, I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through the word. So he's praying for you and me, Nick, and all our listeners at that point in time. Um, So we also, in Revelation 14, 12, we're told about who will be the ones who will be saved in the end. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. So there you go again. You know, that our, our, our faith needs to be active, not passive. And I like that passage, um, Tracy. It's part of the, uh, as I like to call it, uh, the um, uh, in Revelation 14, you know, for, from verse 6 to all to verse 12, the present truth, you know, because we mm. need to understand what's going on uh, today. Absolutely. Mm, mm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but there's, there, there are so many conflicting scriptures. It's important for us to know the word in uh, the, the truth of the word. So maybe I'll just summar, summarize that. That will be great. Nick. That will be great. Uh, so, so we talked about there's believing and there's believing that being born again makes a difference in that kind of belief and what causes a change in our lives. And we can't go and ask our priest or pastor to make us born again, but the Bible gives us a hint as to how we might bring that change into our life. We become born again through the word. So a desire to diligently seek to know the Lord through his word is what we are told will bring about that change. And when we're seeking to know the Lord more intimately, to follow his teachings, we'll desire to be baptized by immersion because that's an example which Jesus gave us. And as I said earlier, Nick, like couples who want to devote themselves to each other, they have the marriage ceremony to tell the world that their life is changing, this is a new chapter, that's what baptism does for us as well. That makes that line in the sand between our old life and our new life. And when when uh, we have this experience, we love the Lord and we want our lives to line up with his teachings. We want to be living our lives differently from those who don't believe in God. We should see a difference between our lives and people who don't believe in God. We'd be genuinely asking God that he'll bring us into a deeper understanding of his word, a deeper conviction of his truth, and we'll have a deeper desire to repent and turn away from sin when the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. And another thing we talked about, when people hurt us, We'll know that it's our obligation to forgive that person completely and sometimes it's going to be difficult Mm -hmm. and many times only possible through a great work of the Holy Spirit. But we'll ask for that help from the Holy Spirit and we'll have a genuine desire to help others. It won't come from the idea that I have to do it because that's what I'm supposed to Mm. do as a Christian, but the Spirit will work in us to desire to do these things. And lastly, knowing that through Jesus' death we are invited to the abundant and eternal life that comes through the transformed life, and that can only happen through the work of the Holy Spirit in us, when we surrender our will to the Father, we're set free. Wow. We're set free from the guilt of condemnation, from fear of death, from fear of what others might say or think of us. And, you know, there's there's nothing on earth which is more priceless. So I would say, if we go back to what our topic theme was, yes, Jesus is enough. Mm. 
but only if your belief in him is the type where you have your heart and will surrendered to him to bring about the amazing transformation of life that is ours to have through him. That's wonderful, uh, Tracy. I believe um, you share with us some wonderful uh, truth uh, today. And um, I, uh, I would like to ask, you know, uh, our listener today uh, to consider that because mm. we live truly, we live in a world where it's so much confusion. Yes, you, absolutely. The Bible puts it uh, even this way, that it's so much confusion that people cannot distinguish in between uh, left and right. Uh, but if we are searching the Bible, the truth will come to the understanding and to be able, it will come like a, a light, you know, coming yes. into the darkness. Will and it set us free? Yes, will set us free. Set us free. Uh, absolutely. And I would like to again encourage you to take uh, this um, course which we offer. Uh, if you like to just send a message with the code um, word, uh, Taking charge will put you through to this um, wonderful uh, course to study the Bible. Again, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Tracy, how would you like to pray for us? Just in oh, a couple I'd of words. Would love to. Would love to. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for the listeners, Lord. I thank you that um, that they're open to hear. And I just pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would work upon all of our lives and would um, make those changes that we need to make and would lead and guide us to where we need to be in a deeper relationship in, with you and mm. bring truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for uh, uh, tuning in today. Uh, we invite you to come back again and we are going to talk uh, next time about uh, the moral law. Is that the moral law relevant in the third millennium? Until then, may God richly bless you. Keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Change my heart, oh God Make it ever I be like